we've read the story about where things ended with Moses saving an entire nation. And not Moses saving, but, but God saving. But we have to understand that the story started 80 years before that. Moses was 80 years old when that happened. If anyone thinks 80 is too old for anything good to happen, Moses says otherwise. He still had 40 years left at that point. But it started with this story of a mother. And I think just about anything good in this life, if you really look back to where it started, it obviously started somewhere. And it starts at birth. And as we celebrate Mother's Day and we say Happy Mother's Day, and we look at the beauty of it, it's important for us to look at that beauty. But we're not going to understand it, and we're not going to walk away with the right hope unless we look at all the pain that's involved too. And that's a, a very difficult thing. We're not going to understand this story of Moses being saved as a baby. We're not going to understand what God did with Moses at the end unless we look at some of the pain that's in the story too. There's a lot of pain in this story. Pharaoh had issued a decree that every time a child was born in Israel, if it was a male, the child was supposed to be killed, thrown into the Nile. Huge amount of pain. To what extent did that get followed through? People resisted. To what extent did it happen? Even if it didn't happen, just the threat of it is a lot of pain, a lot of adjustment. But it did happen. How long did it happen? Hundreds of people, thousands, tens of thousands? We don't know. But pain was definitely a part of this. It's a part of the story. And it's not just the pain of death, it's the pain of separation. Moses being separated from his family. He, he was raised by someone. That was good. But there's a lot of pain with that good too. There's pain of abandonment. The pain of Moses, we'll see it in a few verses later. We may not read that far. But it culminates with him as a man murdering someone. There's just pain, pain, pain. But, but in the middle of that, there's some beauty. And, and so how do we, we can't just look at the pain because we'll be left with no hope, but we can't just look at the beauty because we'll be left with the wrong hope. So, so how do we put this all together? I think that this story here at the beginning helps us start to do that. It, it says where it starts, the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months beautiful. She saw that this life was given to her and there was a lot going on in her life. <laughs> a lot going on. It didn't happen at the most opportune time <laughs> because there was threat for his life. But she looked at it and she said, this is beautiful. This is something beautiful. And she said, this is worth saving. And that's what she tried to do. But when she said that, and she looked at Moses, she looked at this life, she looked at this gift of God, and she said, this is beautiful, and this is worth saving. She, was, she may not have realized it, but she was just echoing what God had said, because the word that she uses is the same word that God used at creation. 
He created a bunch of stuff and then he looked at it at the end of the day and he said, this is beautiful. Created some more stuff at the end of the day, said, this is beautiful, this is good. And then after he created all of us and set us in the middle of it, he said, this is very, very beautiful. This is very good. And then we put our trust in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and a brother killed a brother. And where were we left? This is beautiful, but this needs saving. God's, the, God's proclamation, God's looking at it, that this is beautiful, has never, ever changed. The only thing that's changed is now, we have to add into the mix, it needs saving. When God looks at you, he sees someone beautiful. You're not going to get that from too many people. <laughs> You're just not. But God always sees you as beautiful. For to begin with, God sees you. That's a miracle. God sees us as beautiful, and God sees us as worth saving. That's the hope that's there when we say Happy Mother's Day. That's the hope when we see anything beautiful coming up. It's that hope. This is beautiful, and this is worth saving. And this is what God is saying. But what makes that difficult, a lot of times, is the waiting. It says, she hid him for three months, but when she could hide him no longer, she saw he was beautiful, he was worth saving, she did what she could. She put everything she had into it, and for three months it was looking like maybe this was working. But then it became clear, this is not working. Well, how many times do we see the children around us and we just think, this is beautiful. These kids are worth saving. And we put time into that. We think we make these plans. And for a few months, it starts looking like this might happen. And then where do we always end up? This isn't working. <laughs> we just keep coming back to that. And it's not that the effort is bad. There was nothing wrong with her effort. The effort was good. But it was her effort. And in the end, she came to the place that all of us come to. We're right back where we started from. This isn't working. And, and so what did she do? It seems like a useless thing that she did. A completely useless thing. The hiding was practical. This is useless. It says, when she could hide him no longer, she got him a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch, and she put the child into it, and she set it among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. I don't need to say how many alligators were in that Nile. <laughs> this was not a smart thing. <laughs> the word actually isn't basket. That's what it was. It was a basket. But the word that God uses to describe it, the word that she was thinking of is ark. She made an ark. And the reason why that's important is because Moses wrote this story down. And there's only two times in the Bible that that word is used. Once here and once with Noah's ark. The Bible hadn't been written, but she had heard the story of Noah's ark. What's that story? God said, Noah, the world's going to pot. <laughs> It can't be saved, but make this ark. Noah made the ark. Everyone laughed at him. This is ridiculous. 
No one thought they needed saving, but Noah made the ark. God said, get in the ark, your whole family, because whoever gets in this ark will be saved. Noah got him and his whole family in that ark, and they were saved. She had heard that story. That was not her story. It wasn't her experience. Her experience was this mass of Pharaoh in Egypt. The death that's there, that was her experience. But she had heard this story, and she said, whether this is true or not, this is what I need. I need God to save me at this point. I need God to save this baby. I need God to save us. And, and I don't know that that's happening, but I'm going to make an ark. And she made it, and she put the baby in it. You know, it doesn't have to be practical. Practical is going and hiding. <laughs> practical doesn't always work for us. She wasn't putting hope in the ark saving. She wasn't putting hope in something she built saving. She was putting hope in a story that she had heard about God saving. Then we don't hear from her till the end, but what we do see is it says his sister stood at a distance. Stood at a distance. Find out what would happen. Did she have faith? I don't know. I don't know that I would. We don't know that she did. But what did she do? She kept watching. She stood at a distance. She watched. And all that happened was she was waiting. She just waited. And when it comes down to it, we keep putting so much faith in what we think we're building, but we just keep coming back to the same place. All that's really happening is we're waiting. We're waiting. It says the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile. Her maids walking alongside the Nile and she saw the basket among the reeds. That's a miracle. It could be practical. It could have been part of the plan. It's a miracle. She sent her maid. And she brought it to her. She opened it. She saw the child. And behold, the boy was crying. And she had pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. It says, at that moment, his sister, his sister who was at a distance, isn't at a distance anymore. She said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you? from among the Hebrew children that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said, go ahead. And the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away, nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child, the mother took the child, and nursed him. As the child grew, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses and said, because I drew him out of the water. There's nothing wrong with our plants. The sister was waiting. And what did she do? She went right to it. <laughs> she gave, I got an idea. She had something wait, ready to go. And it went. It worked. But she was at a distance until she saw the hope that maybe something was happening here. God was maybe doing something, that there was something beautiful starting to happen. 
as I said, Moses ended up the first, the, the one thing we see of him as an adult, we see a few others, but he murders this man and has to flee. Then 80 years later, God moves him, moves his heart, takes him, and brings about the salvation that everyone had been waiting for. She was waiting for something, and something beautiful happened, but everything was still the same. It, was, it wasn't until Moses returned that everything changed. See, that's what we don't understand. If we take everything that's going on and we look at it, the situation that we're in is waiting. Waiting for God to do something. And we see these glimpses. We see these moments of beauty. But what we really want is only going to happen when Jesus returns. That's what we're waiting for. That's the hope that we have. Because the hope that we have isn't just an instance of something beautiful. It's to take away all this pain, fix this place permanently so it doesn't go back again, take the whole world, turn it upside down, and remake it in a way that this stuff stops happening. That's what we need. That's what Jesus is promising to do when he returns. But for right now, we're waiting. And while we're waiting, we need something. We need something. We can't just wait. We need something. And that's what these moments of beauty are about. They're about God saying, I see you. I love you. You're beautiful. You're worth saving. I'm going to save you. And the miracle that we need is just to give us some encouragement as we wait. Give us a little something. It's just us saying, God, I, I hear these stories, but I need some sort of story of my own. I need something in my life. I need something to look at. If I have to wait, I'll wait. I don't have any choice but to wait. But I need some sort of encouragement. I need a miracle. I need something that I can hold to to help me, to encourage me as I wait. And that's what we're doing today to make it brief. We're putting out an ark. We've got this service. What's the service going to do? Nothing. What's all the religious stuff going to do? Nothing. Unless it's an ark, unless it's something where we're looking, we're putting ourselves into this hope of the salvation of God. And that's the opportunity we have today to get into that ark, to get into that hope of the salvation of God. And then to wait together. And today we're also going to be asking, God, we need a miracle. A lot of people have some pain. A lot of people have situations that need to get fixed. The whole world isn't going to get fixed, but God, we just need something right now. Something for you, something that makes this your story, something that makes it so we're not just hearing about someone else's story, but that we got something of our own to think through. And we're going to have some prayer at the end. And if you have anything that you would like to ask of God, we're going to give an opportunity for you to ask that, and we'll ask it with you. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for the promise of you coming back and saving us. Help us as we wait. Give us the encouragement that we need. Give us something today. 
Make these stories of Noah's Ark. Make this story of the birth of Moses. Make whatever we see in the Bible that's beautiful, let it become our story today. Give us something as we wait for you. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.